Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Not a, Not doctor. a doctor. Wait, don't I go first? Uh, I don't know. You said just go first, so. Oh, I thought you were gonna set it up for me. Okay, clearly I, oh, we've I... clearly it's been a while oh. because of. But clearly. we are we are uh, we are doing some some special episodes back because of the coronavirus. So we are Yay, both quarantined, and you can hear that Philip is over Skype. Uh, but yes, not a doctor. Not a lawyer. <laughs> I'm Jason Chow, and I'm not a doctor. And I'm Philip Chen, and I'm definitely not a lawyer. <laughs> and we are not good at podcasting anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, it's well, been too long. It has been a while. It has been a while. Um, so yeah, let's just dive right into it. Uh, coronavirus is changing the whole world, at least temporarily. It's given Phil here a lot more time to do this podcast with me. That's for one. Definitely. I mean, I'm stuck at home and all my classes are online. I just took a final yesterday. Um, it's been a, it's been an interesting time. Uh, as somebody that has started working from home quite frequently i will say one quick tip for all of our podcast listeners who are stuck at home is change <laughs> like when you get up change you know shave do your hair even if you're not going to go out it just puts you in the right mode to work if you're still like in your like shorts pajamas you it, it just doesn't go well so friendly tip oh i've been rocking my pajamas days <laughs> That's why you're having trouble. I saw. I and saw I this. Well, yesterday I shaved for the first time in like a while because <laughs> it was just getting itchy. <laughs> Those ingrown hairs. I saw this meme though. It was Basically. like all of these introvert gamers woke up to paradise. It's like everybody needs to stay home. <laughs> We're canceling all sports. Just play video games. Yay! That's kind of how it's, I feel. I it, love the. Listen, I love video games, but this is a personal hell for me. <laughs> as a as a true extrovert. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. As an extrovert, this is terrible. Uh, well, so our first topic up on the docket is, of course, all these uh, these sports closures. So, if you are not aware, then this probably is not the right podcast for you, because <laughs> we do talk about sports quite a lot. But March Madness completely canceled. That was interesting. Yep. I felt that I was the right move, I think. I felt it was definitely the right move. You know, like this is the that's the double edge of the whole student athlete thing, right? Like you can't say, oh, this is a business because it's not supposed to be a business. It's supposed to be about the student's health. Um do you think it's another it's step over a billion dollars a year? Do you think it's a do you think it's a step towards the NBA just eradicating the whole you have to go to college thing? I feel like it is. Well, because of this? I, I mean, I think it's separate from the issue. I mean, NBA is already trying to get rid of that rule, I think. Yeah. Um, I think they were projecting as early as 2021. So I don't know if this expedites things a bit, but uh, I think it's... I don't know. To be honest, I think it's kind of unrelated about whether, like, it, I don't think it's going to be a value add for them to cancel March Madness. I mean, NCAA one year, one year rule for the for the NBA, NBA anytime faster. Mm, true. 
Uh, NBA. Why is, do you think that? Uh, I think it shows. Why do you think that it's gonna affect it? Because one, I think it shows like the the different priorities of the NCAA, and I think that what it does is it shows players who are good enough to do that one year route that they don't need to go into the tournament to get this done right and because it used to be oh you you need to get you need to get to one of these prestige schools that's going to go far into the tournament because that's going to up your draft stock you know i feel like 10 years ago that was the way it's why you know michael jordan picked what's his name adam morrison <laughs> because bill because villanova because <laughs> villanova went well like, let's be honest uh we're not villanova we're gonzaga I can, gonzaga I Michael Jordan's just not a not a great GM. Okay, that's, but that's his problem for picking do, Adam Morris. Do you Terrible think? Pick. Do you think that player like I think that there are players like that, right? That their draft stock goes up because they play in the tournament. But a year like this, you know, where what what's his what's the other ball son, right? Lorenzo, Leandre, oh, Larry, Leangelo, Leangelo, Lamelo, right? Like. That their draft stock is through the roof, and they're playing overseas. And I feel like, for for players through the roof, it's only Lamelo. What are you talking about? Okay. Lamelo's back. Okay, on, the, the, okay. Get, get back in the system. The, the, it's through the roof because the roof has gone down, <laughs> right? It's like not not that they oh, have risen, goodness. but because there's no March Madness, the roof has come down to meet them. Well, no, I would say, you know, like, even before this whole corona thing happened, like, it was a shift because this year, James Wiseman, um, or is anyways, well, Wiseman, Wiseman, but Wiseman, he, you know, got caught up in, like, the allegations from Memphis. He dropped out early. He was still projected to be number one. Lomelo rolled his ankle, and he didn't want to hurt his draft stock anymore because he was already projected top five. So he just came back to the U.S. and he quit on his Australian Australia team. Like, this was happening before the coronavirus stuff happened. So I, I think it's completely unrelated, to be mm. honest. True. <laughs> I see your point. I see your point. Yeah. Well, do you think... Okay, so shifting gears yeah. to, to NBA, what do you think is going to happen? I love all the jokes about how this is, like, now the best season for the Knicks. <laughs> I think it's also <laughs> the best possible thing to happen to the Brooklyn Nets because... Now, if they do revive the season, then you've got Kevin Durant, Kyrie, like all these teams where their players were injured are like, oh, hey, this is pretty good for us. Like if it becomes a combined, like, I mean, think about like, this is crazy, right? If it becomes a combined 2019 to 2021 season, like it completely changes playoffs. All of a sudden the Warriors are contenders again. All of a sudden, the Nets have like a legitimate chance. All of these teams, where hey, as yeah. long as long as you're you, everyone was healthy. The, the Utah Jazz have a whole new style of defense where they just cough all the time, and then people leave oh them alone. Oh my god! <laughs> See, it changes everything. It changes That's everything. terrible joke. <laughs> sorry, sorry, too soon. It's too Cor- early. Corona, too soon. Corona, um, too soon. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting what they decide to do if they're going to resume the league, the league starting July, or if they're just going to go straight into the playoffs. Um, personally, I think they should just go to the playoffs. I know they, I know they would lose, would lose a lot of revenue, revenue losing a quarter of a game or a quarter of a season. But at the same time, um, 
to extend your season basically into September is what would happen, I would think. Like, then it, like, bleeds into the next season, and, like, that's an issue, too. And I don't know. I, I feel like it's just better to just end it a little bit early and just go straight into the playoffs because let's be real. The people who are on the bubble are on the bubble, and they probably wouldn't have made the playoffs anyway. True. If True. like you really want to, you could do like do like a play-in tournament between the seven to ten seeds, so that like you can determine the last two teams that get in. But I mean, let's be honest. Uh, no, they're not going to make. Even if they make it to the playoffs, they're not moving past the first round. So why does it matter anyway? So because a heart, a, a, I feel like a big problem though here is you don't know when, like you don't know when to schedule this, right? Because CDC just came out, you know, they said probably it's going to be eight more weeks of no gatherings. So, okay, we're already getting into summer. So you're just going to start start playoffs in, you know, in June, July, August? July. July? Yeah, why you, not? You have playoffs and the regular season starts July, like three, June, three months later? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this just the season's a wash because of coronavirus. Ah, uh, so as I, I mean, for television, I feel like that's definitely the best because you you know you want playoffs. <laughs> playoffs always is the best television. I don't know. Right. I I feel I I personally I would rather see a combined two seasons, right? Like okay, but that's not gonna happen. It could happen. No, they're not gonna combine two seasons. That means. The, like the NBA players would not stand, not stand for that, okay? Because they would be playing extra, like it'll be extra long season. No, let's. Oh, okay. I, I so my thought is right. Okay, you don't know how long it's going to take for coronavirus to work its way out, right? So you want if you yeah. do actually want to be safe and you want to have, you know, stadiums full of fans, you rest the players, you delay everything. Say come you know September, October, November, everything's clear. You do the second half of this season, so you do less games, or maybe you have like, you know, like a season and like a season and a quarter, or a season and a third's worth of games, to do a elongated season. Because I, because to me, I think the advantage of it is, or you know, kind of in the manipulative mode, it's an opportunity for the NBA and for the for both the players and the owners to try to replicate NFL success of regular scheduled games, right? Cause let's say we, you have that kind of truncated season. If you did Wednesday, like Tuesday night, Thursday night, Saturday night basketball, you, instead of games going on every single day, right? You've got a low, you've got a shorter, a shortened season you do games all at the same time on every day. You with TV deals, right? With TNT, with ESPN, whatever that is, they know. Oh, now we can promote these big event days and play the games on you, that are the best whatever matchup those days. Hey, if coronavirus gives you an opportunity to do something like that, you know, to do some of those things that I'm sure that they've been talking about wanting to try, take the opportunity. That's my thought. I mean, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but, like, I, I, again, I don't know what the timing's going to be like, but I would imagine it also, if they decide to push back the Olympics, if they decide to, is it World Cup this year? Yeah, it was supposed to be. 
yeah, like if all those things get pushed back as well, like I just think it's gonna be too 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 crowded. Or I guess that's like their yeah, like I don't think NBA owners would necessarily want that because now they're gonna be competing with all these world events as well. Uh granted they're in different parts of the world, so the timing I mean, might be different. Plus NFL NFL would kick would kick off the original time that it kicked off. I'm guessing it's like September, I forget. But like I think that's just a lot of eyeballs that you're competing with. I mean, I think the sweet spot for the NBA is when the NFL is off season anyways, but like doing doing that, you can't help but compete against the NFL as well. Yeah. You know? So I I don't know if it makes sense even from a business at that point, like there's only there's a limited amount of eyeballs, right? And yeah. you can't possibly target everyone. And it kind of takes away from the market base that you're trying to get because like it or not, NFL is still king in the U.S. Right, but I, I, so I think for me, it's like there is this vision, <laughs> there is this utopian vision of a world where there is good sports all year round. <laughs> right. Look, that's my dream come true. <laughs> I am dying without sports right now. And if but... coronavirus is the way that we get year-round sports. Dude, what are you talking about, Jason? We do get a year round. We got baseball in the summer. Year round, good sports, <laughs> good meaningful your, your athleticism. You're cheaters. You love them. Oh yeah. Oh, we should talk about the Astros. They're cheaters. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. It's over. Okay, I for okay for me first. Okay, I I am I am still an Astros fan because you know what? To be a sports fan is to be right through thick and thin, even if your team cheats on you, right, and is terrible. And as a Houston fan, all of those are <laughs> for me right now. But I will say, I think that they should have their World Series taken away, like. Oh well, I'm glad you at least admit that. <laughs> yes, even as a thanks, fan. Thanks for taking one. Uh, and destroying uh, Darvish's mentality forever. Um, yeah, man. Dude, Puig Dod would have been a World Series winner. My boy Puig. Dod Puig, your friend. Dodgers should have had two, too. They should have had the Red Sox one, too. Well, Red Sox, they still didn't come up whether they cheated, use that tactic or not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely think there is a part, like... I'm sure that there are other teams that have cheated just as egregiously, if not as stupidly, as the Astros did, right? Like, and that's a part of why the that backlash isn't quite as strong. It's sort of like the... It, I, I equate it a lot to, like, the Harvey Weinstein Me Too thing, where you realize, like, all these people that weren't coming out really strong against him was because they had their own skeletons in their closet. Matt Lauer's like, oh, yeah, you know, he did some not-some-good things. I feel like in baseball, that's probably the same case. It's like the the players that are coming out against it, I'm like, those teams clearly didn't do anything. But there's a lot of silent teams out there that probably did their own shady stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think sign stealing is definitely a thing. Just the level that they did it at is just insane. Yeah. Uh, well then, the last anyway, we talk the, the good the good sports. Unfortunately, another bad Houston team. The NFL trading and free agency season opened to much. 
So, okay. For those of you who don't it's know, okay. the Houston. Jason, you want me to talk about the trade? Yes, you can talk about it. I all you all you all you all out all there right, need so, to know is that I am from Houston, and our team is called the Houston Texans. Phil, take it away. Texans made a very curious move to trade for an aging running back who hasn't been the same since I would probably argue like for the last three seasons. Yeah, right. That's fair for David Johnson. Yep, four yeah. seasons ago was his seasons, last good been... season. Yeah, he's been underwhelming, to say the very least. And um, injured for, like, a lot of it. Yeah. And uh, the Houston Texans don't have a great O-line, so I don't know why they got a running back. They decided to trade for this running back, who once was a great player. Um, they, got, they got a draft pick out of it, I guess, right? They got one extra draft pick. A second-round uh, draft pick. And they swapped fourth-rounders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for uh, he might be the best receiver in the game, maybe next to Michael Thomas. You know, I mean, Michael Thomas obviously saints. So he's I'm definitely that, I would say he's Thomas. definitely top, like he's top five for sure. Arguably top like two or no, three. No, he's top three for sure. No, no, he's top three for sure. I would say he's one or two, depending yeah. on who you ask. I was, but in yeah, fantasy, he was like number ten. Way. He was like the number tenth pick in fantasy. And Deshaun Watson wasn't even playing. Uh, that's how good this good Deshaun, Deshaun, I mean, um, DeAndre Hopkins is. But, you know, you guys got rid of him. Curious move. Let's hear your thoughts, Jason. I think that Bill O'Brien is the epitome of white male success. <laughs> In that he has never guys, really been go. that good by himself. But he happened to work with one the arguably the greatest NFL coach ever in Bill Belichick. And because of that, he has been granted tremendous leeway to be incredibly stupid. It is also a case in point where this is why your head coach and your general manager should not be the same person. <laughs> because Bill O'Brien's one of the few, right? It's him and Gruden, basically, right? They're the only two head coaches who are also acting GMs, I think. Doesn't Belichick do that? Oh, maybe. Yeah, Belichick. So, usually, you have a head coach. I think it's actually pretty common in the NFL. But this is why it is stupid. <laughs> Unless that head coach is Bill Belichick, who is incredibly disciplined. Like, even right now, like, Gruden just paid money for Marcus Mariota, right? To be the backup for Derek Carr. Like, what? <laughs> in what universe I do mean, you... I mean, he didn't get paid, paid money. He got paid more than $5, which is more than he should have been paid anywhere. Like, why? Because, okay, I, I this is my theory. My theory is that definitely Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins had beef. Because DeAndre Hopkins is very like direct in all the interviews I've seen with him. Like he's not a, he's not a braggart, right? Like OBJ, he's not a loud mouth, but he's direct. I can bet you he has been direct with Bill O'Brien, AKA throw me the damn ball more, right? Throw me the ball, throw me the ball. I don't think Bill O'Brien liked it. And so I think Bill O'Brien's head coach diva brain got crosswired with his inability to comprehend player value or read any, you know, evaluations other than his own eyeballs. 
And so he was like, oh, this guy's a diva. This guy's a diva, right? We don't want divas on our team. And then he traded him for a bag of chips. Yeah, that's my theory. That's okay. what I think happened. Yeah, fair point. Probably, probably, probably what happened. But <laughs> I, I, I can't support this theory. This is terrible for the Houston Texans it's and the so NFC West looks pretty scary right bad. now. Kyler Murray just got a Kyler Murray just got a huge uh, upgrade in weapons. Okay. And you know what? I support my quarter Korean brother, so I'm happy for him. Go Cardinals. Hey, go, their, go def- their defense still sucks, but hey, the Chiefs the Chiefs made it to the the playoffs with patching together a defense that worked, right? So I feel like yeah, the Cardinals got an A out of this deal, and the Houston Texans are awful, so awful, pretty much, so awful. All right, should we talk about some of the other trades that happened as well? Yes, which ones? Uh. So DeForest Buckner of the San Francisco 49ers got uh-huh. traded uh-huh. for – do you know who DeForest uh, Buckner is? I read it on ESPN today. DeForest Buckner? Uh-huh. Oh, come on, Jason. He's a stud. I only know players that are – I only know players that you can draft in fantasy. <laughs> All right. Well, we could talk about Stephon Diggs right after this, but DeForest Buckner – one of the best defensive tackles in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a little bit older, and I guess the Niners got a pick out of it, I believe. But, um, yeah, curious move, especially after they went to the Super Bowl on their defense last year. Or, I guess, this past season. Yes, but, okay. so No thoughts for you. Oh, no, because I remember reading about it. But, to me, I think it's like, so the question is, right, all the hype, right, how much of it was, how much of it do they believe, I think, is their schemes versus their players? Because the 49ers sure. definitely seemed like one of those teams that believed in the scheme, right? It's why they don't have a, they don't really have a legitimate wide receiver one. They didn't have a legitimate running back one. I would argue they don't have a legitimate quarterback one. <laughs> like they, they they don't have they don't have ones of anything right so the thought is okay if you can trade if that if that's the way you can win and you have a one right if you can trade that one into two twos they're a team that is willing to do that they're a team that believes in doing that yeah but i, I just think it's curious because I get, they do get a first round pick out of it from the Colts and the Colts had a I think it's like the 14th pick or something like that but uh, like, who are they taking like what position are you trying to cover with the first rounder like I can't imagine they're going to go for another defensive tackle quarterback are they going to go for a, <laughs> wide receiver you really think so no. you think two or no no well, I think yeah, Jimmy G's like, their does guy does a wide receiver even make sense for them because Jimmy Garoppolo is not a great quarterback yeah. I mean, I think another thing, though, like, and this is why, again, I'm so irritated at the DeAndre Hopkins trade, right? Like, injuries are everything. Like, injuries now, injuries are everything. And a player that you suspect is not going to last the season is not worth number one money, no matter, like, who they are or well, close to no matter who they are, right? Because right. even like for the Chiefs, you know them them getting Terrell Suggs 
and winning a Super Bowl, you know, like, hey, if if you want veteran presence for one game, right, or a few, a handful of games, like that's out there, that is available. So somebody who is aging, who you're worried, oh, are they gonna last the whole season? Like those are the prime people that you trade to those desperate teams, and then they get injured, and then you know you walk away. Dude, I I thought that Forrest Buckner was old. I just looked him up. He's only twenty six. Okay, then yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is dumb. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's curious. They they did sign the other defense, I think, um, and I think he's supposed to be good too. So I don't know. Maybe that's just one or the other. But yeah. And if anything, it's, yeah, it's just uh, like... we'll see what they do with that number one pick. The the whole thing with GMs, right? And again, my argument for head coaches and GMs being separate, right, is because your head coach has to always be thinking about potential. You're thinking about everyone's potential, right? What they could potentially be. Your GM is thinking about everyone's value, right? Like, you don't think about... you don't Your, your GM is not supposed to think about is this player good or not, right? The... GM's thought is, do other people think this player is good or not? Like, that's always going to be the question. Is other people valuing this higher or lower than I am? And in many ways, I feel like that's like, it's a it's an econ. It's an econ experiment. <laughs> like, being a GM. Look at you. It's a giant econ experiment. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then, in the end, I mean, you know, if you win, you win, right? Like... I guess so, yeah. We'll see. I hope the 49ers don't make the Super Bowl again, because I'm I'm hoping, hoping okay, the but Saints last push this year. I'm also, like, what was the last Super Bowl repeater that wasn't the New England Patriots? It's been a while. Right? The Steelers? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the Steelers. Yeah, see, I don't even know. I can't even say it. That's they why... They lost Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, that's why I can't even... I can't even say, like, I think that I don't, I I will say, and I know this is going to sound crazy right now, but I will bet you $10. Oh, wait, no, wait, I will oh, bet you $10, Seahawks. Phil. The Seahawks. Seahawks? Oh, they're against the Broncos and then against the Patriots? Yeah, the Seahawks. Okay. I will bet you yeah, $10, right. Phil, on this podcast in front of everyone that neither the 49ers nor the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl next year. All right. I mean, I don't have to wager anything. anything. $10. $10. $10. You, you think one of them, one of them, one of them will be in the Super Bowl. You, you think that. I think the Chiefs can make it again, but we'll see. All right. 10 bucks. Everyone, everyone heard it. Somebody, somebody keep us accountable. All right. Next trade is um, Steph, Stefan Diggs to the Bills. Yo. Make that money. That's what I got to no. say. For Stefan Diggs, make your money. Because, <laughs> okay, you and I both hate Stefan Diggs. Like, you hate him for I different... Mean, you hate, hate him... Strong word, you hate him for football, right? For the, for the Saints. I hate him for fantasy. Because every time I have Stefan Diggs, he sucks. And then the second I trade him, he blows up. I think yeah. that he's he is a solid he is a solid second wide receiver, right? I think he's a solid second wide receiver who thrives when there is a 
better wide receiver on the field with him that's drawing the top corner. So if you so can... You think Adam I think that Adam Thielen got the corner off of Stefan Diggs, right? Or at least got safety help, oh. right? Like, he got... he got. But the QB... Colbert, Car- yeah, the CB1 would always go with Stefan Diggs. They wouldn't go with Adam Thielen. <laughs> but at least he's splitting the safety, right? Like, something. But, I mean, I, I think he's on borderline. I think Stefan Diggs... I think he could be a wider... I don't think he will be on the Bills, <laughs> right? But, yo... Take your money, man. Take the money. Yeah. Take the money and run. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just didn't like this for the Bills because I just don't trust Josh Josh Allen. Like, as great as he is, and running have, the ball. They have so many just, other problems. He's not Lamar Odom. I mean, not, Lamar Jackson. I mean, not Lamar Odom. Hopefully, Lamar hopefully, he's, hopefully he's not Lamar Odom. <laughs> Stay away from that cocaine. Yeah, kids. hopefully. Hopefully Stay he away doesn't from that have cocaine. Uh, coke. Just eat the candy. Just eat the candy. Um, Yeah, like, I just don't know why they would go for a wide receiver um, right now. But, I mean, I I guess that's the only hole that they have. Like, I mean, no, I would say the the hole is their quarterback because they they have a good defense. They have, uh, what's his name, the rookie uh, running back that played pretty well this year. Devin Singletary. Do you remember him? Yep, because I have him him in my keeper league. Okay. All right. Our keeper league. Our um, keeper league. Where I traded you. Where yeah, I traded yeah. you, DK Metcalf. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah. Thank you for that, by the way. Oh uh, yes. DK Metcalf. For all of, for all uh, podcasters, great. for all podcast listeners, this past fantasy league, um, I had amazing. I had an amazing draft. Um, where then I panicked in the middle of the season and I traded all of these amazing prospects. I traded away DK Metcalf. I traded away. You also gave me Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, and I did it for Stefan Diggs. Oh gosh. Uh. Oh. You, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's be honest though. I gave you some pieces. You know, I gave you Stefan Diggs. I gave you Zach Ertz. Oh um, gosh, Zach Ertz was such a disappointment at the end. Oh. And you gave me a, you gave me a first rounder. And oh, then... and you took. A, Who's the rookie running back for me? Um, Fudge, the, on the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs and yeah, Stefan Diggs. Oh, gosh. What pains. What pains. And then, and then Josh, in order Josh to fill, in order to fill a hole, because I, like, I hadn't planned, because because of that, I wasn't looking at bye weeks. And then later, to fill a bye week hole, I traded to somebody else, Terry McLaurin. <laughs> So I would have had Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, all for like below seventh round, and I squandered hey, it Miles all. Sanders is actually high, right? Oh yeah, Miles yeah, Sanders, I got right? the high, but the fourth round, but I squandered all of that so I could win second place, second place. And you know and why? I you. And Do you know why? Brian. Do you know why I didn't get first place? Because I started Adam Thielen on the week that he caught one catch. <laughs> one catch. Instead of starting Robert Woods, who right, scored anyway. like 16 points. Okay. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Okay. okay. Yeah, no one wants to hear about our fantasy sports teams, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I won second place against Alberto, too. One of our mutual friends. Mm. Because I didn't start the light right lineup. But, you know, it is what it is. 
See, we could be NFL GMs. I could make terrible trades for the Texans. I'll do it all day. I mean, I would, I would make great to speak for yourself. <laughs> I fleece people this year. Mm. I fleece people mm. like you. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, all right. So just to close off, we'll kind of talk about, uh, um, yeah, right now the whole like entertainment landscape. Uh, a lot of our podcast has been about, you know, sports, entertainment, business, and coronavirus is disrupting all of those. Right now, to, as of today, Universal announced that a bunch of their movies that are coming out are going to be available for day and day rental, uh, which is great because I get to watch Emma, which I was not going to watch in theaters. I'm debating whether or not I should show my kids Trolls World Tour because you can only rent the movie. And if they want to watch it multiple times, then I'm stuck. <laughs> right? If I'm going to rent it every like four days. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, Hollywood is shutting down. Estimated losses are going to be like 20 billion. Uh, and we were, before we started the podcast, we were talking about Mulan and what's going to happen with Mulan. What do you think, Phil? And I think we're on different, different spectrums. Um, I think Mulan's going to be terrible, um, because of this whole coronavirus, especially in the U S with our president calling the coronavirus, the the Chinese virus, uh, I think, um, yeah, I think there's just going to be some backlash. Like, it doesn't help that the actress, you know, spoke out against Hong Kong as well. It's just been so many negative press after one another. I just, and they took Mushu out, man. What's (laughs) up with that? Okay. this is yeah, like, I just, yeah. So this is my thought. My thought was, I thought that Mulan was tracking to be under, to was going to be underwhelming if, it had been released and there was no coronavirus. I think that there was a lot of there. It seemed to me like there was a lot of fatigue in remakes, right? Like Aladdin, Lion King, you know, they were rolling them. Like we had, I think we had talked about this in a previous podcast, how they were rolling them out so quickly, like one after another. I think that this delay, a, lengthens that right it's just you know more time where we haven't seen a disney remake i think b what's been interesting is that it was screened for critics and so right now like there are people that have their critics that have watched it that have given it reviews and it's been coming in above expectations now usually right critics don't make a difference in the box office at least you know statistically speaking via Rotten Tomatoes, they don't make a difference. But here, I think, is a case where it could legitimately make a difference. Because if it is, you know, five, six more months where the the few people that have seen it are out there saying, hey, this is actually pretty good. This is actually pretty good. Yeah, you're going to lose people due to piracy, obviously, you know, because, you know, I'm guessing some amounts of it will leak. Hopefully, they can do well enough to, you know, make sure the whole movie doesn't leak. But I feel like that extended hype, and to me, I think the thing is that, at least right now, it's the biggest movie that has been moved. So in all the headlines I read, because the first was James Bond, right? James Bond moved, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, James Bond is moving, James Bond is moving. But now, most of the headlines I read, you know, the first movies when it's talking about, oh, we've had to move these movies, movies we've had, it's James Bond and it's Mulan. Like, those are the two big ones right. that, that are making the headlines consistently. And you know what? Like, any any publicity is good publicity, right? Like, for something like this. So if people are like, oh, it got moved, it got moved, it got moved, then 
Now, depending on how long it takes, how crowded that schedule is going to be later on. But to right. me, I think that and James Bond are going to be the two of the biggest ones to drop. I think that it's... I don't think that it's going to... Dis- I don't think the schedule, to be honest, is going to be disrupted that much. Um, partly because this summer was this summer was a lull, right? There weren't any big... There's not any huge Marvel movies, right? There's no... I mean, sorry. I think Black Widow is a huge movie, right? There's no Avengers. Like, there's no team-up movies. Of, there's no Marvel team-up movies coming out, right, this summer. There's no Star Wars, right, coming out. Pixar with Onward is kind of, you know, flubbed. How much that's because of coronavirus, I don't know, right? I feel like it was a perfect time. If there was a good time... For this to happen, for the movie, it is. It was for this movie. You're telling me Morbius isn't gonna do well in the theater? <laughs> oh gosh, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jared no, Leto, Jared Leto, like, wishing that he like was walking said, Phoenix. <laughs> Why didn't they put uh, me in this movie? I think though, you know what? Like the, like I think it is gonna make a di- big difference because. Yeah, I think Black Black Widow set for late April. Um, I think Wonder Woman set for June. Like, unless some of these movies get moved around a little bit, like, I think Mulan might be going up against some of these. And you know, like, the whole idea is, I think, and Mulan would be direct competitors with a Black Widow or Wonder Woman because, um, yeah, like, frankly, I think it is a female empowerment kind of film, um, and I feel like it kind of goes directly against those uh movies uh, in, uh specifically um if it gets released around the same time as black widow and wonder woman i think they would eat each other up and i'm guessing since black widow is a marvel film and it's disney i'm sure they'll play around with it so they don't compete against each other directly but yeah like i just don't think a lot of things are going mulan's way for it to do well uh, commercially and i don't know this might be i mean Personally, I kind of hope that this means that uh, they'll be stopping a lot of the live action stuff. But I know they already have, like, but why it, on Little the Mermaid? Asian one? <laughs> why on the Asian one? Why are we the wave down, uh, Phil? Why are we the wave down? So yes, I do agree. I think I mean, Disney has I Disney has the advantage. Before. Disney does have the advantage though that they own both of those properties, right? Mulan and Black Widow. I think that Black yeah. Widow is not has not had as much advertising behind it where moving that back wouldn't make more sense because I do think, right, whatever movies whatever movies open in theaters as soon as the quarantine is lifted, whatever movie that is is going to do big on that weekend because everyone is die everyone's going to be dying right like everyone is going to be dying to go to the movies i'm dying to go to the movies right now like it's been one day of this quarantine are you right? i think you're thriving at home i am thriving but not with my children <laughs> i am thriving with them too but you know like it's one of those weird things where it's like once you tell me i can't do something it's all i want to do i feel like the decline of the movie theater business is going to happen. We've talked about this. But <clears throat> for eight weeks, if yeah. everyone's being told you can't go to the movies, you can't go to the movies, you can't go to the movies, as soon as that's like, hey, you can go to the movies again, you know, you could play reruns of like 
you could play reruns of the Mighty Ducks and that would sell out, right? Like in the movie theaters. <clears throat> so if that uh, is I mean, Mulan, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I personally, like I said, I don't think it's going to do that well commercially. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I'm kind of bummed because one of my favorite songs was uh, How to uh, Make a Man Out of You. I don't think they're even going to sing that in the live action. Since it seems like more of a historical series. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's, there's any singing uh, at all. Yeah. That sucks, man. That was my favorite part. Hey, but I heard that the the two leads, their sexual chemistry is like really good. It's always good to see uh, strong, sexy Asian people in American movies. Uh, I mean, I know you and I differ on that, so I don't. Really care. <laughs> I guess right. I'm a bad Asian. You're a bad Asian American. It's okay. I am. I am. I am. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. I feel like we might be doing this once, at least once a week for the next eight weeks. <laughs> I mean, as long as there's a quarantine, it's quarantine. Yeah, we cannot help you with coronavirus because we are not a doctor or a lawyer, but we can help you alleviate your boredom for less than an hour. Maybe not more Hopefully. than that, though. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys are listening. Till next time. Bye.